For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. The panel. James Regan and Ollie Ritchie are with us on the panel this morning. And James, uh, it's been an incredible uh, Commonwealth Games, but uh, I'm not quite sure I've seen such a successful period of uh, of time as we saw in about an hour and a half this morning. What have you made of it all? Oh, wow. I woke up this morning and we'd already bagged a couple of medals and then the morning just went from strength to strength and it kind of climaxed with the, the three the three events at the end there and wow what what an amazing morning to be a Kiwi. Hamish Kerr making history in the high jump, Maddie Weshi getting her first medal in with uh, with bronze in the shop put and everything else in between. It's it's kinda hard to keep up. But yeah, what an amazing morning. It's been unbelievable. And for me, uh, also, uh, I'm a bit of an old traditionalist, and uh, I, I like the thought of the fact that we've got a sprinter, a competitive sprinter, and we have now in Zoe Hobbs, who just continues to develop, and to see her lining up in that kind of company, uh, finishing sixth in the Commonwealth, pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always, um, it's always a bit of an unknown. We know Zoe, Zoe's got amazing talent and amazing potential, but she's never... Uh, made that step to a major event but today she really showed that she can handle the pressure. Her semi-final run was incredible and in the final she really held her own. It was a tight race. It was a really good race and, and she showed that she can mix it with the best which is what she probably would have wanted to get out of these Commonwealth Games. She's fought so hard to get to these major events in the past. We know that. We know it's been an issue uh, with the sprinters in particular to get approval to go to these major events and they've said we can do it on the big stage and, and she showed it this morning, it was it was amazing Ollie Ritchie, uh, good morning to you Ollie um, you full well know the history of uh, New Zealand cycling so uh, I would imagine a lot of satisfaction in head office there even though the job's not fully done and they've got to be uh, pretty considered in, in everything they do these days, uh, what about that campaign that, on the bikes? Yeah, morning, Smithy. Morning to you as well, Jimmy. It's been a it's been a dream run for for the cyclists, hasn't it? And if you look back, um, I suppose over the past twelve months, really, and and a really difficult um, twelve months for cycling New Zealand. Another review, obviously, in the wake of Olivia Podmore's death, um, they probably couldn't have couldn't have scripted a, a better com games uh, so far. Certainly started on the track. Um, and what a bright future uh, the, the track program has here. Um, and then obviously the, the mountain biking as well, you know, and, and we take uh, Anton Cooper out of that. You know, he was one of the favourites for gold as well, obviously won gold in 2014, silver in um, 2018. Um, you know, he was very much a, a favourite to do well here as well. And, um, you know, the way the Kiwi flag was flown on, on the mountain bike course was, was really special to see. It's, it's continuing um, what's been a really good campaign and we still have the road uh, to come. Some of those track cyclists backing up so their legs are going to be absolutely fried by the end of this. Um, but yeah, certainly from a, a cycling perspective overall, they, they could not have scripted a, a better calm game so far. 
Every now and then uh, you get texted into the show and uh, we had uh, one or two this morning saying just hold fire a wee but don't get too uh, knee-jerky, too gushy about these Commonwealth Games because of course it's not the best of the best. Uh, everyone outside the Commonwealth obviously cannot take part but uh, I, I don't uh, buy into that because uh, Ollie for me uh, it, is, it is very, very special and you only beat what's in front of you um, and they're doing that. You're, you're absolutely right. Smithy, no, it's, it's not the Olympics. So yes, you know we don't have every country there, but you're absolutely right. They can only play the hand that is that is dealt to them, and and that is what they've done so far, and, and done incredibly well. There are still uh, really strong uh, countries at, at these games. You know, England, Canada. If we're talking cycling, you know, they're they're always very prominent on the track. So um, yeah, sure. While it might not be an Olympics, I, I totally agree with you, Smithy. Um, they can only race what is in front of them, and they've done that really well so far. And it would have been more concerning if they hadn't done well. You know, if we hadn't won a lot of medals and if we bombed out, you can bet a lot of the talk would be how are we not doing this well uh, at a Commonwealth Games? So if you flip the script, um, we've got uh, a whole heap of medals and we're doing incredibly well. So I agree with you there, Smithy. They can only race what's in front of them, uh, and it's going to set them up pretty well uh, with Paris a couple of years away. Yeah, Australia are there. Don't let's not forget. Every time we knock them over, there's a yeah. bit of joy involved in that. Hey, hey look, it's uh, coming up to ten thirty here on SENZ. We've got uh, James Regan, Ollie Ritchie uh, with us this morning. We'll be back shortly. There's a little matter of an All Black Test match coming up and an All Black naming. Um, not too far away, I understand. So here's Adaha with our uh, our update, our latest update. The panel. Right, we've got uh, Ollie Ritchie with us this morning and James Regan as our two panellists. Uh, just watching a, a replay of the uh, mountain biking, actually. Boy, they cleared out, didn't they? Uh, Sam Gaze and Ben Oliver did a, uh, a hatchet job on uh, on uh, the rest of the field. Uh, but, uh, James Regan, I think uh, we now need to focus on uh, the All Blacks. Of course, uh, we've been saying this, I think, for the last three to four test matches. Gosh, this is an important test match for Ian Foster and co. Um, is it? How... how, how is, is this the second last chance to learn this one? Yeah, it, it's certainly looking like that, isn't it? I mean, you, you can't forget that any All Blacks team going to South Africa is going to face a really, really tough challenge. It's such a hard place to go. We know the Springboks always raise their game against the All Blacks. So it is an incredibly daunting task to come away with even one victory. I think that, I think they have to win the first test. Uh, I can't see them going up to Ellis Park and winning. Um, and it's massive. It's massive for these players. It's massive, of course, for Ian Foster. Foster. But for these guys who are, who are going to be running out there, it's on them. It's it's so on them to raise their game, to learn from the mistakes of the Ireland series, which was pretty bad now that we've had a, a bit of chance to, to digest it. It was pretty bad the way they got unpicked by Ireland in the second two tests. So... It's massive. The, the players will step up. I've got no doubt about that. They'll take it to the spring box. But that first test for me is, is so important to, to get a win, to grind out a win in any way you can and to, to stop a, a run of losses in the last few games that is not becoming of an all-black side. So it, it's huge. James, so how, how much is on the players here? How, how much, how much you know, uh, I mean, how often can you say uh, to them, how many things can you say? These are fully paid professionals uh, playing at, I believe, a level uh, below that perhaps they should be. When is it uh, finally on them? 
Yeah, yeah, that's right. And let's not forget these these are these are very good rugby players. They're in the All Black side for a reason, for a very good reason. So it, it's definitely a collective thing between the coaches and the players and New Zealand rugby as well, and how they manage the situation. But the, the players, at the end of the day, they're going out there, and we saw in that that final test against Wellington the mistakes, basic errors, dropping balls, forward passes, you name it. They they kind of did it. They threw it out and. Players who have been there for a while as well, Aaron Smith, and Whitelock, Sam Kane, they will be so frustrated with that because it's not who they are as players. They're better than that. They know that. Uh, and so they'll be wanting to work that out pretty quickly. No doubt they would have addressed it and, and had some pretty honest conversations as well. But when you go to South Africa, it's you. It's on you as a group of players, I think. And you'll be out there. You'll be faced with one of the toughest tests in rugby. And, you, yeah, it, it's make or break. It really is. So, Ollie, who does he put his faith in, Ian Foster? Who, who does he ask? Well, I think he's got to go back to, um, obviously, his, his, uh, his most senior All Blacks. Um, now is not the time for any sort of experimentation. Um, I'd also like to see our most informed players playing in, in their position. So, Will Jordan starting at fullback would be a good start. Geordie Barrett had three chances in July, didn't really take any of them. Um, so I'd like to see Will Jordan given a start at fullback. He was the best player in Super Rugby by uh, quite some way, and he deserves the chance to, to replicate that form uh, at all-black level. What sort of midfield are we going to see? I'd like to think probably... Uh, David Harvey, Rico Ioane would, would probably get uh, another chance in there, but Maybe a guy like Jack Goodhue, he's been rested, obviously, to recover from that injury. Um, probably time we had a, had a look at him uh, as well. And also Caleb Clark would be another that I'd like to see um, given a chance. Again, he didn't play for injury, um, so I'd like to see him given a chance. But, you know, I agree with, with James completely. Um, it's on the players now. Uh, there's only so much coaching the coaches can do. And, and by all accounts, the addition of Jason Ryan has been a welcome one into that pack here. That sounds like they've really responded well uh, to what he's brought. And I was thoroughly impressed with his uh, initial interview that he gave when he first joined the All Blacks a couple of weeks ago. But, um, you know, there's only so much the, the, the coaches can do. Uh, it is firmly on the players and they do not want to be heading to Alice Park on the back of a loss. They must win the first one. I totally agree. Uh, let's go to the Warriors, uh, James, if we can. Jess Devanga, it looks like his season is uh, done and dusted. Uh, what can we uh, and Stacey Jones hope for against the Rabbitohs uh, this Saturday? Yeah, uh, kind of exactly the same as what I said last week when they were ready to take on the Storm, just being competitive. Uh, and I think it's at the stage now where some of these guys are playing for their place next year. Uh, and no one is, is immune from that. Um, it's a shame that Jazz Devang has picked up that injury because I think he's been one of their best. He's definitely been their most improved. Um, but all of these guys, you look down the team list, the ones that are actually coming back to New Zealand and have decided to honour their contracts, um, they're all playing for their place in the team. There's a new coach coming in, so they're playing for themselves. They've got to play for themselves as well as the team. So going out and being competitive against the Rabbitohs, like they were for a large portion portion of the game against the Storm, um, will go a long way. It's really interesting, the team that Stacey Jones has named. He's had to shuffle the pack a little bit, but he's also left the likes of Dejan Arcee out of the side. He's decided to play Wade Egan at number six. So 
yeah, maybe that maybe that tells you something. Maybe it doesn't. But these guys, there's a few games left. A couple of games at Mount Smart, they're playing for themselves, and um, you can bet the new guy, the new boss coming in next year, is going to be having an eye on uh, these last few games to see the attitude more than anything else. If they go down, are they ready to fight and try and scrap their way out, or are they just going to roll over like they so often have? Uh, over the past couple of years in games and, and just let teams run over them, we'll see. But, it's um, yeah, it's definitely on these players as well. Well, it's interesting uh, you talk about that too uh, in terms of the coaching staff because Ollie Ritchie, um, I've just heard this morning that they've added again. I mean, they've added Andrew McFadden as the recruitment boss. So he's working with uh, Andrew Webster again in different roles. Uh, but now they've added Richard Agar from uh, the Leeds Rhinos, assistant coach of Samoa as well, into an assistant role. So they're putting all their ducks in a row there, Cameron, George and co. Yeah, they better hope that it starts working out for them because how many times have we just seen coaching changes roll in at the Warriors year after year and a, and a new sliver of hope comes with that and then ultimately it always ends in disappointment year after year. Um, so the proof will very much be in putting uh, with this group and whether, you know, Cappy is the right man in that, um, in that new role and, and indeed what Andrew Webster can, can produce as, as head coach. Um, you know, he's starting to get a solid group around him, which is a good start. Um, but of course, it'll come down to who he can put out uh, on the field next year. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not exactly jumping out of my chair uh, at, at this new group, to be honest, Smithy. Um, because we've seen just changes like like these ones come time and time again and, and ultimately always ends in disappointment and defeat and, you know, finishing in the bottom eight. So if they can start stringing some wins together, I'll, I'll start getting excited. But, but right now, um, I'm seeing nothing in, in that group to suggest that um, they'll be a force next year. OK. Um, well, uh, there are some uh, good news too in Formula One. Uh, because it has been announced that Liam Lawson will make his uh, Formula One debut for Alpha Tori in the Belgium Grand Prix and offer to drive in free practice uh, number one on the, of the race on Friday as well. So that is uh, fantastic. James. Yes. Oh, you go, Ollie. You're the, you're the F1 expert around the office. <laughs> you, you go for it, mate. I, I have watched Drive to Survive, you see, so I'll, um, I have to be put it up on these things. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's awesome. Just regardless of what he produces on the track, and, and you know, you'd have to temper expectations uh, quite a bit, obviously, but to see another Kiwi um, given a chance to drive in, in F1 um, is, a, is a real reflection of the progress he's made in F2 and, and where they see their future going, uh, Alpha Tauri. So, you know, a, a great opportunity for, for Liam to to give that experience and, and that exposure at F1 and, and hopefully um, try and, and lock down a, a full-time drive over the next couple of years. Um, just what an experience for, for him. And, um, you know, F1's been in the news uh, for, all, for all, the, all the wrong reasons the last couple of days with driver signings and, uh, and teams announcing drivers who aren't going to be with them next year and stuff like that. So... Um, Billy and Lawson, he'll, I'm sure he'll just be absolutely stoked at the opportunity and um, yeah, looking forward to seeing how, how he goes at the big dance Yep, me too, absolutely uh, James Regan and Ollie Rich, we thank you very much for your time this morning uh, more Commonwealth glory coming uh, up uh, hopefully in the next uh, day or two to talk about um, uh, but I thank you for your input this morning and we'll have another panel uh, around about 10.20 tomorrow morning 
For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.